All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, American. Happy Wednesday before Independence Day. Yes, that's right. If you didn't remember, Monday is the 246th birthday of this great country that we call the United States of America. And I hope you're preparing to do something fun with your family this weekend. I know I am. We're going to go up to our cabin and have a good old fashioned barbecue and put some of the great foods that we've stored up for this weekend and go out and enjoy the great environment and nature that God has given us in the Shenandoah Mountains and be blessed with family and friends. Do a campfire. I hope you're doing something fun, whether it's the beach on the back porch, as long as you're with family and loved ones, it is going to be a special holiday to commemorate and celebrate. It's hard to believe America's 246 years old. And here's something even more hard to believe. I remember when the bicentennial occurred, I was a young boy, went to the big parade and fireworks in Bridgeport, Connecticut, where I was growing up in the area. That was the 200th bicentennial birthday. Now we're going to have the 250th. I'm blessed to get to celebrate that in just a few years. I know you are too. We've got a great show today, starting with Brandon Judd, our good friend, the head of the Border Patrol Agents Union. He has some very specific things he wants to tell the American people. He is clear to me, and I think you'll hear it on the show today, that he believes the Biden administration is patently, emphatically lying to the American people. This after the extraordinary deaths of 51 illegal migrants in a tractor trailer. They basically boiled to death in a tractor trailer in 100 plus degree temperatures in Texas after sneaking across that open border. And right after the tragedy was recovered, and let's just put this in perspective, The number that died in that tractor trailer are more than two times those who died in the terrible tragedies in Buffalo and Uvalde. In one day, more people killed than in two other horrific days in recent American history. Of course, the left wrote ad nauseum about those two other mass shootings, which, by the way, I agree are important news story. They're tragic. But they haven't written nearly as much about this. And yesterday, the spin machine at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue was going strong. The White House press secretary basically suggesting the reason those 51 migrants died is that the border's closed. All right, I got to scratch my head on this one, because if the border was closed, how the heck did they get into San Antonio, Texas, which, by the way, is quite a ways away from there. You know how they got away? The Border Patrol is not focusing on security right now. It's focused on concierge service for the quarter million illegal migrants that are crossing each month unlawfully and being allowed to stay here. Mostly, most of them are. This is not true that we have a closed border. That is the one thing you're going to hear from Brandon Judd today. And he's also going to talk about something else that I think is the single most important story. All right, let's assume for a second that liberals really believe that what they're doing is a humanitarian thing by allowing people to come into the country in contradiction of our laws. It's only because they want to help these people have a better life. Let's just stop there for a second and say, all right, if that's the case, why would you allow them to be trafficked by 
the Mexican cartels? Why would you allow young girls, and I do mean people under the age of 18, young women under the age of 18, they're being sexually assaulted, sometimes one, two, and three times. We had Sheriff Lamb on the show. You remember this story. He said he stopped a young teenage girl from Central America that had gotten into Arizona. He's a sheriff of Pinal County, Arizona. And he said, we found some pills in her jacket pocket. And we thought, well, maybe they're illicit drugs, fentanyl. And he said, no, no, these are the morning after abortion pills my mother gave me because she knew I might be raped. And she said she had gotten a dozen, but there were only nine left in the package. What does that tell you about her journey here? What you'll hear from Brandon Judd, what you've heard from Andy Biggs, what you've heard from nearly every common sense American we've brought on the show is that Joe Biden's open borders have created the least humane way for a migrant to make it to the United States. Right now, they must be sexually assaulted or give money to the cartels or come here and be a slave or be engaged in human trafficking. They're giving up their children to be raped and sexually assaulted. This is not humanity. They're going in the back of tractor trailers and boiling to death. That's what happened in San Antonio. I don't care what spin job they're going to give at the podium at the White House. 51 humans, many of them young, boiled to death in the back of a truck or fell out of the truck while trying to escape from its suffocating heat because they were sold the false promise they could get across this open border. It didn't work well for them. And it hasn't worked well for thousands, if not millions of illegal migrants that are being taken advantage of because the primary underground railroad moving these migrants across the border are not people that have good intention. They're profiteers with criminal intent. They are drug cartels. That is who we are driving these migrants into the arms of. The worst, most hideous people, the people we try to put in prison because they sell poison to our children, they sexually traffic minors, they abuse women. We are forcing all of these migrants to go that route to get into this country. It is inhumane. It is the contradiction. It is the antithesis of what liberals claim they're trying to do with this open borders policy. You're going to hear from Brandon Judd about that. We're going to hear straight truth, straight facts. You want to hear what real migrants are going through because of Joe Biden's policies? Listen to the words of Brandon Judd right after this commercial break. After we do that, I want to bring a little more uplifting moment as we head into the holiday weekend. Charitable giving's up in America. Even in the middle of a pandemic economic crisis, Americans continue to remain unbelievably generous, but inflation is taking a bite out of the value of those donations. There are legislative efforts to constrain Uh, charitable giving and put more bureaucracy on it just what we don't need more bureaucracy well our friends at donor trust we have this amazing partnership with donortrust.org in fact they created a special url donorstrust.org slash just the news they're going to bring us up to speed on how much giving is going on in america what inflation's done to it what the lawmakers and congress and others are trying to do and how you can take your most important values those values of freedom and limited government truth fighting cancel culture helping the ukrainians helping fight hunger whatever it is fighting poverty donors trust can find the right outlets to give your money to give the maximum value aligned with the maximum values that you have in your life peter lipsett vice president for donors trust is going to join us in the second half of the show and we're going to hear a lot of great things about how you and your neighbors your friends can make a difference through a donor advised fund like Donors Trust, who set up that great URL for us, donorstrust.org slash just the news. That's pretty cool, right? We got our own URL on one of the great charitable institutions in America. All right, folks, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll start with our good friend, Brandon Judd, the head of the Border Patrol Union, followed by Peter Lipson, another good friend at Donors Trust. Two great interviews, two great subjects as we head into the 4th of July weekend right after this. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected, 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Joining us now from the border in Arizona, Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Patrol Council, the union for all of our great Border Patrol officers. Brandon, great to have you on the show again. John, it's good to be with you. Thank you. I want to start with something that's been banting about Washington. Only in Washington could we have these claims. But we had this tragic episode in San Antonio, 46 migrants found dead in a truck Democrats, some people here in Washington claiming that the reason those 46 died is because the borders closed and they couldn't get across. Your response to that claim? Of course they're going to make that claim. They have to deflect from their failures. When you look at what's currently happening on the border, we've had over a million gotaways since this president has been in office. That means a million people has crossed the border illegally and have been able to evade um, apprehension. That's exactly what these individuals did in Laredo, Texas. They were able to cross the border illegally, evade apprehension, and then embed themselves in a tractor trailer, which ultimately ended up um, being their death. And that's the problem with this administration. Rather than looking for solutions, they're looking to deflect. They're looking to um, use political rhetoric uh, to justify their actions on the border. And it's unconscionable what we're seeing today. Yeah. I've talked to so many people who really know what's going on at the border, people like yourself, and they say, this is the most inhumane way of bringing people into the United States because they're being brought here by uh, drug cartels. There are young women being raped all the way up here. Families are having their whole savings stolen by the cartels. Do you agree that this has become almost a humanitarian crisis by the United States' own fault? Well, the rule of law is what keeps people safe. That's one of the reasons why we're the greatest country in the world is because we believe in the in, in laws. But if we don't enforce them, we're going to see the chaos that is currently happening. So to answer your question, absolutely, this is a humanitarian issue caused by us. No, it's, it's our policies that are driving this. When you look at the number of people that are being released into the United States, not only have we had a million gotaways, but we've also released more than a million people in the United States. That's the magnet that's a, that 
that allows these cartels to go into countries around the world, advertise their services and convince people to put themselves in their hands. When you hear Democrats say that they care about people, all you have to do is look at the action. Don't listen to the words. Look at the action. If they truly cared about people, they would enforce the laws to ensure that these people don't put themselves in the hands of these dangerous criminal organizations. But they don't enforce the laws, which is what is encouraging and driving this problem. Yeah, such an important point. We got to keep reminding the American public of that. You represent the great border patrol agents of this country. Do they have any confidence in this president or this Homeland Security Secretary? None, none whatsoever. Look, I, I can't speak be because that's political speech. I can't speak on behalf of the agents, but I can right. speak on behalf of the National Border Patrol Council. You know who we represent. But yeah, we have absolutely no confidence that this administration is going to do what's right. When you look back, the first three months of this administration, we thought that we hit the ceiling. We thought that when we jumped up to 160, 170, 180,000 apprehensions, we thought for sure that they were going to do something about this current issue. They've done nothing. And in fact, the problem has just gotten worse month over month. And now we're seeing deaths. Look, as tragic as this is, this is a single event that killed 50 people. But we're seeing deaths on the border every single day. When you look month by month, we have up to 10 drownings in the Rio Grande River every single month. This happens all the time. And this administration refuses to address it. Yeah, it's unreal, the carnage. It's far larger than uh, the carnage at Uvalde and uh, Buffalo. Yet, And those are big tragedies that the media focused on. Much larger death tolls every every time at the border right now. It's really amazing. Uh, Brennan, I want to take you to another subject. There are, there are professions by this administration that they are still enforcing Title 42, that they are enforcing Remain in Mexico per the judge's order. Everyone I talk to says there are so many exemptions to both that they're basically not being enforced. What's the real story on the front lines? Well, if you look at, uh, let's just use Remain in Mexico, because that is the main policy that will drive illegal immigration to historic lows. If they were actually enforcing that, people wouldn't be coming. But we're only enrolling about 250 people per month. We're apprehending about 250,000 people per month, but we're only in, enrolling less than, than a tenth of a percent of the people that are crossing the border. Uh, when you look at the Trump administration, we were enrolling nearly 95% of the people that cross the border illegally in Romania, Mexico. And that's what caused illegal immigration to drop to historic lows. Then look at Title 42 and all of the carve-outs that they've given to different yeah. countries. Um, El Salvador, I'm sorry, not El Salvador, but Colombia, Venezuela, Cuba, um, nations from the African nations, Eastern um, European nations are not amenable to Title 42. So we're seeing a lot more of those people coming across our borders. Anytime that they know that they're going to be able to game the system, anytime that they know that this administration is not going to enforce the laws, they're going to come. Yeah, it's just stunning. Uh, we had on uh, a show last week, Mark Morgan, your former boss, former acting commissioner of the Border Protection Agency. And he said he has he stays up at night worried that the terrorist who's going to strike America next has already crossed the border because of the gotaways. Do a lot of the Border Patrol agents of the union share that concern? Absolutely. We know that the people that are crossing the borders illegally, especially the ones that want to avoid um, detection and apprehension, those are the people that we have to be concerned about, especially when you look at the, the number of countries that we're dealing with, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Syria. Um, when you look at the countries that want to do us harm, Iraq, Iran, we are dealing with people on a regular basis. How many of those people have evaded apprehension? How many of these people have the cartels been able to get in? Well, again, when you look at the numbers, it clearly shows that there are some very bad people that have been able to evade apprehension, cross our borders illegally, and are now here in the United States. We might not know what the danger is or what uh, the outcome is for years, but we do know that these are bad people that are entering our country illegally. Yeah, it's just remarkable. Uh, when you look at the situation now, it seems like more and more border agents every day are being sent to process people, which means there has to be fewer people on the front lines actually patrolling and looking for the gotaways. How bad are the holes right now on the border because of the, the shifting of manpower to the processing of all those seeking asylum? Well, that's what's allowing um, the cartels to get so many people across the border and able to evade apprehension. L look at Yuma right now. You can go to Yuma on any given day 
and 90% of the resources are not actively patrolling the border. They're in administrative duties, processing, transport, hospital watch, detention security, but not actually actively patrolling the border. Look at Del Rio. At any given time, 250 miles are left wide open because the Border Patrol has been inundated with large groups of people that cross the border. Um, anywhere across the border. And that's the problem today. There are stretches of border that are completely controlled by criminal cartels. And those stretches can change on a moment's notice. And that, again, is one of the problems. This, There are solutions to this. And the solutions are easy. And by the way, it doesn't cost the taxpayer a penny. All it is yeah. is policy. If this administration would implement the proper policy, we could get the border under control. Yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, we got about a minute left. I want to ask this. Uh, fentanyl is coming across in record numbers. 150,000 pills stopped in one county last week. Um, the, the, the cartels feel like they can put as much poison as they want across this border right now? They, they, they know they can. You know, it, um, the, the, the amount of drugs that are on the street today, talk to any police officer, DPS officer, county sheriff, and they will tell you that there is more product on the street today than in any time in the history. And it corresponds with illegal immigration. The cartels know that all they have to do is flood our resources, pull us out of the field to do administrative work. And now they have those gaps to cross their higher value products. That's why there's so many drugs here in the United States. And, and, and again, I ask, where is the administration? The administration could protect the American public, but to do that, they're going to have to push back on their open border activists. They're going to have to push back against their base. And that's what they're not willing to do. Yeah, no, they've shown time and again. Well, Brandon Judd, we are grateful for your service and for all the voice that you give to the Border Patrol agents as the president of the National Border Patrol Council. Thanks for joining us today. Great to have you on. John, it was good to be with you. Thank you. Be safe out there. Thank you. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll have some more conversation right after this. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always excited to have a conversation about charitable giving. Americans are so generous. And one of the most important things to do is to align your values with your giving to make sure that you have the maximum impact. And one of the folks that uh, do that really well are our friends at Donors Trust. About a week or so ago, we had an amazing group of Ukrainians on this show talking about what the people on the front lines of the horrible Russia-Ukraine war need, how you can make a difference. And of course, Donor Trust was behind that group. And people said, hey, what more can Donor Trust do for us? So we're very lucky today to bring onto the show Peter Lipset. He's a vice president at Donors Trust to help us understand what Donor Trust could do for you to make a difference in this very turbulent world we live in. Peter, great to have you on the show today. Great to be back. Thanks, John. 
It is a pretty a newsy week for charitable giving. There was a new study out uh, by Giving USA. Comes out every year, but had a surprising finding this year. Tell us what Giving USA found out about the state of charitable giving in America. Yeah, it, it was a little surprising because there was some good news and some bad news. I mean, the good news was giving was up. Uh, giving had made a pretty good jump from 2019 to 2020 as people rushed to address all of the concerns around the pandemic. Uh, which is great. People in 2020, America gave away $466 billion, individuals and bequests, foundations, corporations. Yeah, it is. It's really amazing. What's more amazing is last year, when people thought maybe that'll slide back, maybe it was a unique one-off, we actually gave more. We gave $18 billion more, $484 billion, uh, which is phenomenal. And turns out we Givers are going to give. America is still a generous nation. They even rebroadened their giving and went back to some of these organizations like arts organizations that saw some drop-offs during the pandemic year. And so, so giving back, it's great. At my own organization at Donors Trust, we saw more than a billion dollars of gifts come in. It was our largest year ever. That was true at a lot of these donor advice fund providers as well. Amazing. The surprise, the, the, the bad surprise, was that inflation gobbled up a lot of those gains. And so that in real terms, giving was actually slightly down. And that's uh, a bummer in a lot of ways. You're going to see a lot of pieces out there saying that giving didn't keep pace with inflation. I think that's unfair to the givers who clearly did their part and gave more. It's this combination of factors, not least of which are some bad decisions by government that ate away at those gains. And my concern as we look to 2022 and, and even into 2023 is this inflationary pressure could lead donors to give a little less, which is a double loss for the charities they support, right? Because they may end up with fewer dollars and dollars that don't go as far. Yeah, we know inflation is having a bite when we go to the gas tank or fill up the gas tank or we go to the grocery store, fill up the grocery cart. But who, we didn't think about this, but it has the same impact on your the value of your charitable giving. And so people are now going to have to deal with, all right, uh, we have inflation. It makes every dollar a little bit less valuable to the cause. And then you find out, because this is an amazing article, and I recommend everybody check out this article about the continuing threats to donor freedom. It's on donortrust.org. Peter, you guys have identified both some legislative policy and some cultural things like cancel culture that are also having an impact restraining the, uh, the, the power of charitable giving. Tell us a little bit about what you guys uncovered. Yeah, yeah. Charitable giving is not immune to cancel culture and woke culture uh, and our little universe of the donor advised fund world isn't either. Many of your listeners are probably familiar with donor advised funds. If they're not, the quick story is they're basically like a charitable savings account. Put the money in, get your tax de- deduction, and you have that charitable capital ready to deploy when you need it. And the commercial banks, a lot of them offer donor advised funds, community foundations, uh, more cause-driven stuff like donors trust. In theory, the commercial banks that are so big, the Fidelity Charitables and Schwab and Vanguard and all of these, are meant to be cause neutral. That is, in theory, one of their strengths. You can give anywhere. It's just a vehicle. But over the last couple of years, some of them, Fidelity Charitable in particular, um, but also some community foundations, have really put their thumb on the scales more toward progressive causes, or at least away from certain causes on the right. So, You see groups like Turning Point USA or Project Veritas, Liberty Council, NRA Foundation, Alliance Defending Freedom. All of these have had issues, and many others have as well, of either being uh, having obstacles put up to donors being able to give to those groups through their donor advised fund, or getting rejected completely, Um, and because their their issue set is out of set, out of out of sync with the the left wing influencers, and we don't think that's fair. Yeah, it's certainly not the way our founding fathers intended it. And uh, you see this now, right? So you have Biden inflation. Now you got woke banks and woke financial institutions. Uh, If you're one of those folks that want to give to an important cause and you're worried the bank might step in the way because of its ideological leanings, what are we to do? What's the best advice you can give us? Yeah, well, you know, you've seen this rapid growth in donor advised funds, which is great. And it's a great way to give. It's how my wife and I do our charitable giving. Many millions of Americans across the country do. And 
the nice thing now is that people understand what these donor advice funds can do. Now they can look at the next step and say, there's actually funds out there that align with my values. Obviously, Donors Trust does that for conservative and libertarian donors. There's other groups out there like National Christian Foundation that's very much focused on the more evangelical community. If you're the, the rare liberal listening to John Solomon today, you know, there's a tide <laughs> for you. There are, there are organizations out there sure. that meet your needs. And just like so much out there, people are looking for things that align with their values. And, you know, if all of these donor advised funds are essentially offering the same services, why not go with the one that you know is going to share your values? Yeah, that's so important. And that's what makes donor trust so unique. It really aligns with so many of everyday Americans' values. All right, so you got inflation, you got a little bit of woke cancel culture going on, and then you hear of this thing in Congress called the Accelerating Charitable Efforts Act. And you know, it sounds great, like a lot of laws. They say, well, that sounds good. We do want to accelerate charitable giving. But in fact, it actually may have a negative effect, particularly on donor advised funds. Tell us a little bit about this legislative threat to charitable giving. Yeah, whoever comes up with the names of all these bills and acronyms <laughs> out of Congress clearly has a PhD in marketing. They're very clever. But this Accelerating Charitable Efforts Act, Senate Bill 1981, is a brainchild of, of a Boston University professor named Ray Madoff, as well as billionaire uh, John Arnold. And it really seeks to put some reins on donor advised funds. Ostensibly, it its goal is to get people to give more, more quickly. That's noble enough. Um, but what it really does is create a lot of onerous regulations on donor advised funds, also on private foundations, uh, particularly family foundations that are actually run by the family versus professionalized staff. And it kind of fundamentally changes what's otherwise a pretty nimble financial tool. It kind of tries to apply some of these one-size-fits-all solutions on payout requirements, et cetera, that don't take into account that, frankly, every giver is different. Every giver has a different approach to how they want to give. Some give very quickly, some give over a long term, some have a wealth event that means they need to give over the long term because, you know, they've been blessed with a lot of money. And so ultimately, we think this law, and there's a lot of nuances to it. Obviously, we have some resources. The Philanthropy Roundtable has been a tremendous asset in looking at these different things and helping donors understand the different nuances of it. But at the end of the day, it's going to hurt charitable giving and couple that with inflation and other things we've talked about. It's not the right move at a time when charitable giving is, is more necessary in this country than ever before. Oh, yeah. The causes are more more than ever. Right. And people are hungry. Their uh, freedoms are under assault. And, and yet uh, this may actually get in the way that your article, the team that uh, or the article that your team wrote really, I think, opened my eyes. Says, I had no idea that this law was going to have the unintended consequences that you described. And I think we got to get people educated on that. So, all right. So we've given people all the downers, right? There's uh, inflation taking a bite out of this. You've got woke banks that might get in your way. Now you might have a legislative effort that, that further constrains and creates bureaucracy around charitable giving when what we really need to do is streamline it. What is the good news? What successes and wins are you seeing for charitable givers and philanthropy? And you know, what is Donors Trust has a lot of wins going on. Tell us a little bit about the upside of where we're headed in this charitable world. Yeah, well, you know, I remain optimistic. I think there's there's actually a lot of really good things going on out there, particularly in the universe that we are looking at a lot, which is those conservative libertarian think tanks and policy groups, activist groups that are out there helping to advance these ideas, help people understand these ideas and make positive change for limited government, free enterprise and personal responsibility. We know in the past week, we've seen some of that, right, with the Supreme Court and some of the decisions that have right. come down that have really spoken back to the Constitution, and looked at that. And, and those are obviously wins across the board, but those are wins precipitated by groups like the Federalist Society or Alliance Defending Freedom, which I mentioned earlier, or right. uh, so many other groups, specific legal, et cetera, et cetera. So many groups that have done amici briefs or even brought these cases. And that's driven by, most of those are 501c3 organizations that are driven by donor dollars. So there is the ability to move the needle. We had, so at Donors Trust, we launched a while back a podcast called Giving Ventures. The goal I love this podcast. Really highlight. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fantastic. And thank you. Really, the goal is there is to highlight some of this work that's being done to advance our ideas. And so we, we take a topic like school choice or wins in the state 
Tracy Sharp from SPN was on not too long ago, talking about the vast amount of wins that are going on at the state level. And we chat with different organizations working in those spaces. And, you know, on our very first episode, we looked at ways that free market groups are engaging in the fight against poverty, not necessarily an issue set that uh, certainly our friends on the left think that we care about at all. But, you know, we heard about how Atlas Network is doing work there and uh, Independent Institute is doing some exceptional work on homelessness. The Georgia Center for Opportunity is a think tank down in Georgia that's really being a community leader for change. And so there's so much good stuff going on. Our ideas are getting out there. We just need to, to keep pushing, keep driving away. And charity plays a important role in that. It does. And it's really empowered, particularly centrist and center right charitable charities to address issues that in the past have solely been the domain of liberals. And yet there are many great conservative ideas for solving poverty, creating economic empowerment and uh, being able to tap the resources and the expertise of donors trust, uh, give someone the ability to maybe learn about charities they didn't know that align with their values and, and can make a difference in this world, whether it's a uh, a, a football coach praying at the 50-yard line who was told, you're fired for doing that. Uh, all of these causes uh, are backed by charities that make a difference. And I, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch the next few years to see conservative and centrist um, charities begin to break out and, and win on issues uh, where we go back to the Constitution, where we return to freedom. And you guys are right at the center of that. I want to ask you about your latest episode because uh, you had Joseph Daniels on. I think he's one of the great philanthropist leaders in America. He did the 9-11 Memorial Museum in New York, of course. He uh, was the CEO of the National Medal of Honor Museum. That's an incredible place to honor America's heroes. And now he's the CEO of America 250 Foundation. Tell us a little bit about this episode that launched. I think it was yesterday I heard it. It did. We dropped it yesterday. Joe Daniels is just such a cool guy. Uh, I want to be him when I grow up. He's <laughs> only a couple of years older than me, so I got to I got to catch up. Um, the America 250 Foundation and its work is really phenomenal. Particularly, you know, here we are about to celebrate the 246th birthday of America, and America 250 is focused on what's going to happen in 2026 when we celebrate the 250th birthday of this country, the semi-quincentennial as the fancy folks call right. it. And uh, it was an honor to speak to Joe and hear about their plans for really overcoming some of these divides that we have in our nation that where so many people can't even agree on, on what is good, what is, what is right in our country. And they've got a big task, but one I think they can do of helping frame this country, frame the successes of this country, frame the fact that we have a brighter future ahead and helping people better understand civics and the Constitution and engagement and history and, and doing it in a way that celebrates the country. And I think it's a really cool effort, I think. Uh, I hope everyone will listen to the episode, hear what he did with the 9-11 Museum and how he brought diverse coalitions together, because that's what he's going to have to do now. I mean, you know how, how tough it is out there. But I think with this effort and, you know, with a little little luck, we can – do something to really celebrate this country in a few years and be reminded of the fact that our best days are still ahead. Yeah, they are indeed. And I think that enthusiasm and optimism is beginning to reignite in America. Sure, we got some problems right now. We're frustrated, but we also know we have a way to lick these things because we've always done it in our history. Uh, what I love, and we have this great partnership with Donors Trust, and you have set up a special URL www.donorstrust.org slash just the news. That's pretty easy to remember. www.donorstrust.org slash just the news. Tell us a little bit about what happens when someone goes to that link. How can they start on this journey of finding out how to make more uh, a bigger difference with their money by aligning their values with their giving? Well, thanks, John. Yeah, you can go to that link. You can plug in your name and your email address, and we'll send you our donor prospectus, which just gives a little information about us. But more importantly, we'll give you a way to connect back to us. And if you are trying to figure out how do you get more effective with your giving, how do you support this, this alphabet soup of organizations out there, which ones are the right ones for you and your donor intent, we would love to have that conversation. You know, people start a donor advice fund for a lot of different reasons, from having a wealth event to just needing an easier way to give to thinking long-term about their legacy. Uh, and we are happy to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you to try to figure out 
how we could be helpful in achieving your goals. So we, we don't want to achieve our goals. I mean, we, our, we wear our goals on our sleeve, right? We want limited government, personal responsibility, free enterprise, and we invite any donor out there who shares those values to work with us so we can help you achieve your uh, charitable goals over the long term. Yeah, it's such an amazing thing to see. And, you know, when you listen to the podcast, and folks, you should go check this podcast out. It's actually very invigorating. And if you're having a bad day, listen to this podcast because it'll, it'll actually pick your spirits up. But when you realize a guy like Joe Daniels has left not one, not two, but three legacies already in the charitable space with what he's done with the National Medal of Honor Museum or the uh, 9-11 Memorial and Museum, you realize you too can make a legacy. You too can make a difference. You can leave behind something that gives on to generations uh, beyond you. And I, I think that's what's so excited about Donors Trust. This is a very easy thing to do. You go to DonorsTrust.org slash Just the News to get started on learning how our good friends like Peter can help you on your journey. Peter, it's an amazing uh, thing that Donors Trust has created. I've met so many people who go, wow, I helped advance freedom. I helped advance limited government. I helped advance my values with my dollars in ways I couldn't imagine. You are doing such amazing things. And as we head into this extraordinary weekend of our 246th birthday of America, this great experiment, I just want to wish you a happy Independence Day. Thank you for what all you, what you and all your friends at Donors Trust are doing for this country and for our partnership with Justin News. We're really, really grateful. Well, thank you, John. Same to you and, and to everyone listening. Just remember that we can advance these ideas with our charitable efforts. So go out, be a giver, and happy Independence Day to everybody. I couldn't agree more. Thanks so much. We can't, we can't wait to get you back on the show real soon to tell some more stories about great charitable successes. Folks, check it out one more time. DonorsTrust.org slash Just the News, a great starting point if you're inspired by this conversation. Click on that link, get going, make a difference. Don't let another day pass. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up things for the day right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading it, Just the News. Thanks for checking out the documents we post with our stories. You can keep us honest. You can make up your own mind because we aren't so arrogant as to believe you have to trust every word we write. We take our notebook, our documents, our videos, our research links, and we give them to you so you can check things out for yourself. That's called the Dig In Tool. Check it out on every story. And before we go uh, for the day, and by the way, we've had two great interviews. A big thank you to Brandon Judd and to Peter Lipset for their insights, their news, the bringing us up to speed on some of the most important issues of the day. I want to flag something that happened yesterday. Yes, a young 25-year-old junior White House intern put on a show for the Democrats in Liz Cheney, I throw her in that crowd now because she's complicit with them, to try to convince us that President Trump was responsible for the violence on January 6th, to try to convince us that he actually jumped through a glass divider of the presidential limousine and took control of the Secret Service agents after beating him, this a 70-plus-year-old man. This after telling us that he knew that everyone was going to be armed and he went anyways and riled them up. That's the storylines they tried to give to the American people today. And this morning I put out a story saying, hey, this once again illustrates the dangers of a one-sided investigation. And by the way, not only one-sided, but ham-handed. Just think about this. 
Yesterday, they put this woman on to testify about hearsay she heard about an episode that occurred in the presidential limousine with the Secret Service, and they didn't check it out with the Secret Service. They allowed the hearsay, which in most criminal trials wouldn't even get through, without providing the prima facie effort, or even going to the Secret Service and saying, hey guys, is this true? First off, it's implausible, right? If anyone who's been in the limousine realized the president would have to jump through glass, would have jumped through the back seat to do this. Secondly, it would have come out during impeachment. And third, the agents who were in the car that day when this alleged episode that Cassidy Hutchinson, former aide to Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, claimed happened, they are prepared to testify, according to multiple organizations who have talked to the Secret Service, that these episodes did not happen. All right, so once again, the January 6th Commission gave us a storyline that turned out to be false. Does this sound familiar? Sure it does, because last fall, they said Bernie Carrick had attended a meeting in Washington, D.C. to overthrow the election on January 5th, 2021. He wasn't. He was in New York. You know how we know? I got his phone records. I got his toll records. They had to apologize. Then about a month ago, they accused Barry Loudermilk, the congressman from Georgia, of leaving a recon mission through the Capitol. Guess what? Capitol Police looked at it and said, that didn't happen. He wasn't even in the Capitol. He did take a small group of constituents around a tour and nothing suspicious happened. He basically took them to lunch in the basement of a Capitol building. All right, no reconnaissance mission. Well, you think they would learn their lesson, right? No, 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 no. Last week, they put out text messages, but only half of them. They withheld the other half, suggesting and getting media to report that Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, had tried to hand deliver fake electors to Mike Pence. And then we got the full text messages here at Just the News. And guess what? That's not what happened. Just the opposite. He got asked to do it. They checked it out and they chose not to do it. They turned it down. Okay, third story false. Well, here we go again. Cassidy Hutchinson yesterday gives a bunch of hearsay, and we now know that the Secret Service intends to challenge her under oath, saying that didn't happen. She only knew from a third-party hearsay. They know firsthand because they were in the car with the president. The fourth time they've pulled the wool over the Americans' eyes in the last few months. It is shameful. I've covered Watergate hearings and Iran-Contra hearings. I've interviewed prosecutors from the time, the Whitewater hearings, the Clinton scandal hearings, the 9-11 hearings. No prior congressional committee has foisted more falsehoods on the American people, maybe with the exception of Joe McCarthy's red hearings in the 1950s. No committee has done more to deserve and mislead the American public than this committee. And it's the same group of people that sold you the baloney on Russia collusion. Yep, Adam Schiff. That's right. So check out the story I did today because there's another element to this beyond the Secret Service debunking at another claim that the January 6th people put out there with the motion in Hollywood production, but no facts to back it up. While they're trying to focus you on Donald Trump, tried to go to the Capitol because he knew people were armed and he didn't care. Check out the documents I posted today in the lead story on Just the News. You know what they show? The Capitol Police, who reported to Nancy Pelosi, knew about the armed people that were coming to the protests, to the riots, 10 days before the event. They actually got specific warnings that they wanted to create an armed encampment, that they wanted to hang Democratic lawmakers, that they were going to target the tunnels, that they were going to confront lawmakers, that they were going to burn down the Supreme Court. All of these documents are now posted. You can see the original source contemporaneous documents from the Capitol Police. Capitol Police knew all these things long before Cassidy Hutchinson ever heard anything about this in the White House, and they didn't adjust their security plan. They didn't accept President Trump. Trump's offer of 10,000 plus troops. And you have to ask yourself, what sort of credible committee keeps going out there, giving you stories that unravel and try to sell you the idea that Donald Trump wanted violence to occur on January 6th when in fact, he's the guy that was offered 10,000 or 20,000 troops to put down the violence. What man wants to instigate violence if he's created the solution to stop the violence? And when I mean the created solution, we're talking 10, 20,000 troops, according to Cash Patel. The whole story that these Democrats and Liz Cheney have offered us, they're almost as bad, if not worse, than the WMD baloney that Dick Cheney sold us two decades before. Two generations of a Cheney family misleading the American public. That is shameful. 
All right, folks, we're going to go have a great weekend in the next few days. And you know what you do on the 4th of July, right? You get some burgers out, you put some fish out there, and then you have a glass of wine on the back porch or at the winery. And you realize, you know what? I should take better care of my wine collection. And I've got the perfect solution. Our friends, our partners at Wine Enthusiasts, design and offer the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget, every size of collection. Maybe you only have six bottles like I do. Maybe you have 600, like some friends who have the whole basement as a storage opportunity. But here's the most important thing. You've got to store this wine properly. Otherwise, the summer heat and the sunlight will spoil it. You'll pop open what you think's your favorite bottle of wine, and it's no good. So avoid that. Don't have that embarrassing moment when you're with neighbors or friends or just with your loved ones. Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the word John, J-O-H-N, my first name, to 511-511. In either case, you're going to get brought up to speed on the very best, newest offers that wine enthusiasts have. Don't miss their July 4th wine cellar and furniture sale. You're going to save up to 25% on wine cellars and fine furniture now through the 4th of July. To get in on this deal, to find out what you can do to make sure your wine never spoils that it's properly stored that you always have a fresh great bottle of wine text the word john j-o-h-n to 511 511 or go to wine now when you do that texting remember certain exclusions may apply you may receive an additional one text and text fees may also apply you can always text stop to opt out but you know what text the word john to 511 and check it out Don't let your wine get spoiled this summer. Have the best wine possible. Compliments of our great friends and wine enthusiasts. All right, folks, that wraps up another day. Check out the TV show tonight. Amanda Head and I have South Dakota Governor Christy Nome with us. North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. By the way, Christy Nome has a new book out that is fantastic. Not my first rodeo. We also have Congressman Andy Biggs. And of course, we're also going to showcase our interview we're going to, we played here today with Brandon Judd on the show there. Great lineup for Amanda Head and I to deal with tonight. I hope you tune in at 6 p.m. Eastern at Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish Network, Channel 240 on Pluto, on all the apps, including and especially the Just the News app. We click the watch button. You can see me and Amanda anytime you want, along with our great Just the News Now newscast that we give. And we're going to have some new shows launching soon. That's all you got to know. All right, folks. God bless. Good night. Get ready for that 4th of July weekend. We're only a couple days away from America's 246th birthday. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, 
educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. 